The reality is is now on Patreon, and here are some of our fabulous supporters. Tracy Newman. My presence is a gift, so remember the thank you note. Lily. Some people say I'm too much, but she's just starting. Marl Farsi. Reading is fundamental, and in Farsi, the reads are monumental. Tracy Masters. When you're the master of your own destiny, no one can take you down. Amanda Agosti. Some Amandas are tech spots, but this Amanda is as real as it gets. Ade Ade Dokun. It may look like I'm stirring the pot, but actually I'm just smoking it. Paula Bretrude. If you think I'm a bitch, you're probably right, and you probably deserved it. Lola Del Rio. Whatever Lola wants, Lola gets, and I get it all. Naveen Jonathan. I'll give you the shirt off my back, and also by unsolicited opinion. Jada. People are intimidated by my great success and my great ass. Deepa Kanapoli. Some people say I have secrets, but at least they're not federal indictments. Hadil Ibrahim. Some things are too hot to handle, like me and the tea I spill. Srinidhi Subramaniam. I have four degrees, eight syllables, and zero Fs to give. Shannon Anthony. There's no fun in moderation, but there's plenty of shade. Brianna Tooney. Some people strive for perfection, but I'm already there. Rita Ryan. Don't be fooled by my Midwest charm, because I'm nobody's fool. And finally, Beth The secret to my success is staying out of your BS. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. How are you doing today? I'm not feeling the magic of Bravo. Yeah, I got a text from one of our friends saying the same thing. It's something is missing, isn't it? But you know what? I watched Project Runway just now. For a little while. Yes. And that's the one show that I feel like still has the Bravo magic still in it. Yeah, like I, for some reason this week, have been not compelled to watch any of these shows. And I just like want to have like a very straight conversation about it because, you Mm. know, like the reason why we do this is because we're going to watch the shows anyway. Mm -hmm. So like, let's talk about it. Let's talk about the shit that like drives us crazy. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It was like even watching Potomac and Salt Lake City, I was like, all right, let me like get to it. And it was fun. At least those two shows were fun. But like we're talking about Beverly Hills and Vanderpump Rules. And I texted you watching Vanderpump Rules Mm -hmm. and I was like, I'm so bored. Mm -hmm. I was... I forwarded through several segments in Beverly Hills. I did other stuff and I barely looked up. I knew who was talking. I didn't need to know anything. I was barely looking. I was listening to it. Literally. The glam segment, (laughs) I fast forwarded through it. Yeah. I was like, oh, I I don't care about this at all. Right. And then you went, you Beverly Hills, you went from one Kathy segment to a Crystal segment to glam segment to Kathy segment again. And I was like, I don't like... It just again, it's so. The so Beverly Hills was basically three episodes of showing us a clip of who's gonna let Kathy cut their hair. It was like three episodes of that, oh and collectively maybe an episode of Erica James being skewered, which barely that because every time it got interesting, every time she could be pressed more. And you would change the subject. Yeah, it just, again, it very much is obviously a ploy for ratings. Look, mm-hmm. hello, we are we are people who make content, who put it out and get, you know, mm-hmm. listen. So I get it. The more episodes you have, the more <laughs> views you're going to get. But this just felt like cheap shit to me. Like, yeah. How much do we have to talk about Kathy and Kim and Kathy's mom? Like, how much? I know. Kim okay. wasn't even there. Why yeah. are we still watching episodes? There were like so many clips of previous seasons. Yes. So many, many clips. clips of previous seasons just to extend the time. You didn't need four episodes. This could this damn thing could have been done in an episode and a half at the most. 100%. And honestly, like, remember back when Teresa went to Camps's? 
Mm -hmm. Or when there was all that stuff between like Bethany and Jill and Mm -hmm. whatever. Like they would do these one person specials, right? They would do a one person special with with Andy. And honestly, I would have been very happy if that's all they did. If they did a regular reunion here, Phil, give me, yeah, obviously they're not. Give me an episode of reunion, one episode reunion, because there's nothing more than that. No. And then do another one, one on just a one on direct one with uh, Erica Jane, because the others are not necessarily talking to Erica anyway, because she bites their head off. Except for when it's Kyle, Erica doesn't bite anybody's head Mm -hmm. off. Mm -hmm. So, all right, let's talk about Beverly Hills. So the Beverly Hills reunion part three, which should have been part zero, should not. I don't even want to see this. They started off with a Kathy and Kyle segment. And again, it's like Kathy crying and shit. And I feel like they keep talking about American women. And I wanted to point this out. I think that both Kim and Kathy were probably the most abused by their mother. Mm -hmm. That's why when Kyle's like, I don't know why you're not watching this show. It was a love letter to mom. Mm-hmm. I think what Kathy and Kyle, Kathy and Kim cannot say on TV is, I don't know if our mother deserves a love letter. Mm-hmm. And I think that they're afraid of watching American Woman because they know that their mom was a monster and it's going to trigger them. Mm-hmm. Imagine knowing, like for me, if my dad was terrible mm-hmm. and my brothers, every single time we came together, my mm-hmm. brothers kept talking about how amazing my father was. Mm-hmm. I would be fucking pissed. Mm-hmm. I would be like, I'm done talking about this. And even if it's one of those things where I've never addressed it myself, mm-hmm. it would still trigger me to a point where I'd be like afraid of watching anything that shows my parent in a good light or even in a bad light, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why Kathy keeps fucking hysterically crying. Mm-hmm. And it's like such an awkward and stupid thing. Like... Again, we keep talking about American Woman, a show that had like barely a season and a half. That that was the other thing. Why? You're not even promoting that season. You're not even promoting that show anymore. Like, why are we even talking about this uh, this stuff? Why are we... Why are we talking about whether Rick owns the Hilton group of companies? Why are we spending so much time talking to a friend of? Yes. I get it. It's The reason why is because it's Kathy Hilton. I get right. it. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like then... Give her a diamond Uh and add her as a full-time person and then talk about it. But I don't Mm -hmm. care. You know, it's like Kyle truly, if you think about the three parts, I think Kyle said almost maybe like eight minutes worth of content because the rest of the time, Kyle doesn't really say anything. The fact that Kyle Mm -hmm. is sitting next to Andy is insane. Yeah. Why? Why? What did she do? What did she bring? There was no storyline that had Kyle in it. Why is Kyle sitting next to Andy? It's so Why? weird. For some reason, talk about that Watch What Happens Live like poll where Kathy won mm-hmm. and somebody's like, were you jealous of your sister? Like a question mm-hmm. was, were you jealous of your sister? And Kyle goes, I don't feel jealous of my sister. And it's like so clearly yeah. Yeah. Fake. like she's like, I'm so fucking jealous of my sister. They did a whole montage of Kyle being materialistic and looking at everything everything that everybody else had. Yes. Right? <laughs> That was funny. Uh, and on the nose, but I bet uh, Kyle didn't, doesn't look down her nose so she doesn't see it. But it's yes, all exactly. about it's not it, even there. it was all about Bravo making fun of the fact that Kyle is always aspiring for other people's stuff. The part that I liked a little bit was when Crystal was talking yes. about the hate that she's re- receiving. Yes. The part that I really liked was Sutton saying, I'm sorry for any part I might have played in it. Not meaning that Sutton was herself being obnoxious to Crystal on that issue, but the fact that when these women do stuff and they say stuff, social media, the people in the social media sphere, they take sides, and that, yeah. and they they take side, taking Sutton's side and going after Crystal is harmful. So Sutton recognizing that and apologizing for something that in that instance she didn't even have to apologize, but for her to recognize what she says and how she behaves with Crystal and Garcelle matters. Yeah, was uh, was. An important point. It was almost an offhand thing. Nobody, it people moved on from it very quickly. It was barely noticed, but that is something I noticed was that yeah, is because nobody, out. nobody else on this couch on that on those couches would have ever said that. Garcelle, mm-hmm. yes, but mm-hmm. the rest of the women, absolutely not. I also liked when they talk about the Violet Gate and everything. 
Crystal says, you have to understand if she had walked into the room Mm -hmm. and we had had a normal first interaction, we -hmm. wouldn't have gotten there. Mm -hmm. But we had a really weird first interaction. Right. And she looks at Sutton and said, you would agree. And Sutton's like, yeah. Yeah. So I think that there's like a mutual understanding there. And she even says, we could have moved on like girlfriends and it would have been fine. But that Mm -hmm. wasn't the case. I appreciated that. That's like, look, there's two mature adults having this yeah. conversation and right. seeing the other side, right? seeing the perspective from the other side. It was interesting that after the hate speech stuff that Crystal says, Andy's like, you know, I just want you to know that you're beloved and we loved seeing your culture and we loved yeah. seeing all this stuff yeah. displayed. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I'm kind of of two thoughts about it because it's like, I know that you loved seeing my culture and yeah. I know that you loved the colors and the food and how different and unique it is. But it is important for people to know that it doesn't matter how rich Crystal is. It doesn't matter how beautiful her culture is. It doesn't matter that Andy likes her. It doesn't doesn't matter how famous she is. It doesn't matter that Rinna thinks of her as a sister, which was like super fake. Crystal was even like, I am not sure what's happening, but okay. Like it does, those things don't matter because the hate speech will still happen. And for them Mm. to say like, oh, they're shocked by it. Mm. It also goes to show how disconnected people are, specifically white people are, to the hatred that people of color experience. Yeah, because uh, you know, Garza would never say I'm surprised, right? No, she'd be like, "Yeah, this is what happens." Garza would never say that. Garcelle didn't say that she was surprised. She was like, "Probably, yeah, of course. This is this is what happens." Because Garcelle has been in the industry for however many Mm -hmm. years, so for her, unfortunately, the treatment she knows Mm -hmm. this is a treatment of people of color. Like it was also weird because they talked about the Asian stuff again as sort of like. Guys, it's hard to explain. I don't. It's like they're making a concession. They're making. Yes. They're making a concession. They're making an adjustment. They're making room for you. Not that you belong there, but they are going to make room for you on the, in the in the. It's it, think of it as like there's a long seat and everybody's sitting in the subway and they're sitting in the train and there's no room. But now they're like, okay, we'll make room for you. But they're not necessarily making. Yeah, it's hard to explain it's how. Hard to explain explain. The feeling I know that I'm exactly feeling. what yeah. you're trying to say. Yes, it's like it's there's some condescension that comes yes. in the way that they are presenting it. Yes, and it's very hard to explain it unless you feel it. Yeah, it, it's super. It's like it's like the Project Runway thing that happened that we didn't talk about, right? So it's like, <laughs> it's it, else what we're referencing. Yeah, it's, it's about our mind. Right. No, it's about the, you can feel that they have crossed from being genuinely concerned to being performative. You can feel the shift. Yes. It's coming off tone deaf, coming from Andy and Bravo and a TV show or a network that we see the way that Tiffany Moon was treated. We see what happened to the Dallas cast. We see that Cameron Weston still got another. We see the way that Ebony was treated. We see the fact that Ramona... The concessions were made for Ramona mm-hmm. in in New York. So yeah. I that's why them being like, we loved seeing your culture. It's like, okay, great. What the fuck does you like to eat dim sum? Wonderful. That doesn't fucking change anything. You liking my food doesn't change the hatred that I will get because of the viewers that you feed into. Mm. You know? But also it, it it begs the question is Bravo then responsible for what the viewers are doing to Crystal, right? So Bravo where does where does Bravo's responsibility stop and where does uh you know just humans being you know douche douchey humans comes into play right so there's obviously my gut says well douchey humans are douchey humans so it's not really on bravo that we live in a country full of racists Mm -hmm. right but the problem is that bravo also is the network that has done all these things especially in the last year with like erasing kenya moore out of an episode because she wore a native american costume but keeping multiple seasons of real houses of new york where luann is doing super problematic stuff Mm -hmm. with native americans keeping the episode with monique wearing native american clothes in Mm -hmm. real houses of potomac the treatment of tiffany moon how Mm -hmm. ebony was treated so i'm seeing these things happen on bravo Mm -hmm. and i have to raise the point that it does sometimes feel like 
Bravo does still care about the bottom line and their bottom line means that they are still accessible to most white people, mm-hmm. you know? And I also want to point out the fact that the women being so appreciative of Crystal's food and her culture was a stark difference from mm-hmm. how they treated Garcelle at her Haitian dinner. Yeah, I was about we to We did bring not that talk up. about okay. that. Yeah. We did not also, talk about that during this reunion. It's episode and I, four. Episode four. It better be in episode four. If they talked about Conrad Hilton and they talked about Rina's mom and Amelia <laughs> and Scott, but they don't talk about something that actually happened in the show, yeah. the Haitian dinner, and talk yeah. to Garcelle about her family, I'm going to be pissed. That better be in episode four because what else can there be in episode four? They haven't shown any of that, so I don't know if That's they did. That's true. You're right. I hope it I hope it happens. Yeah. So then we get like a bunch of other filler shit and then we yeah. get a, to the last 15 minutes which is Erica again. Mm-hmm. And Andy asks Erica the question, "Well, who is for you and who is against you? Are you keeping score?" And she's like, "I am." And he's like, "Well, who is who is and she's like, "I'm not going to tell." Like, what the fuck is this? What the fuck is this? Yeah. What is this? What am I watching? It's Godfather Part oh. 4. Oh Godfather Part Five. Who the fuck does she think she is? I don't. It's oh, it drives me insane. And then this is when Kyle brings up the fact that well, I heard on the tabloids that you're really upset with me. And Erica is very, very calm and very sweet Ooh, about being yeah. upset about this dinner that yeah. PK and Doree and Mauricio and Kyle had, where they were literally laughing about how how many fucking lies she tells mm-hmm. yeah and she says this was insulting you you were you guys were mocking my situation and my family who are you talking about? who's the family here yeah that, that was mocked i don't understand but there's no barking right there's mm-hmm. no barking there's no, no yelling no. the emotions only come out when erica and sutton start to have a conversation correct when People start to point out when mm-hmm. Crystal says, "Why aren't you calling them victims?" Yeah, and by the way, I don't think that we got an answer to that. No, we didn't. And she called them alleged, you know, wrongdoing, alleged, and it's not. It's not alleged. She no. was subpoenaed twice. You go to Bravo Docket, and they break it, break everything down, all the lies that she said in episode three. Yeah, it's all it's- broken down there, and it's it's everything that she said was lies. She was just making up shit. And she comes up with, oh, I have to be very careful. Whenever she gets into a soup, she's like, I have to be very careful about what I say. Yeah, here's what she did. She's like, it's like, let's, you know, let's take away the lawsuits out of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. You have a friend. We'll, we'll use real people. Okay. Arthi. Mm-hmm. Okay. Richie. I went to, yeah, no. I went to Juan Dixon's house. <laughs> Arthi. No. no. Richie D came here. Who's stealing from whom? <laughs> Let's say our mutual friend, Richie D. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Follow him at Caduce. Yeah. Richie D comes over to your house, right? And mm-hmm. Juan Dixon is there. Mm-hmm. I don't know why Juan Dixon is there. He has nothing to do with the story. Anyway, he's just I there. Just want, he's just there. Okay. In his gray sweatpants. Let's just put him, let's just put him in every every <laughs> dream scenario that we come up with. Just no, put Juan now, Dixon, just put for me, Dixon in there. He's just no, sitting at the couch. Unfortunately he's just for me, then I also have to picture Michael Darby being there in the corner with his no, sleepy smile. No, no, I'm changing the locks. <laughs> I'm changing the locks. <laughs> I'm changing the locks. I'm putting a digital. I'm putting all kinds of security cameras. No. <laughs> so here's the thing. Okay, Richie comes over to your house. Well, no, there's no Juan Dixon anymore. Okay, Richie comes over, and your husband says, "Hey, I think Richie stole something from us, mm-hmm. right?" And you're like, "Oh my god, he stole something from you." He sold yeah. something from this house, and then you tell me about it. Right? Yeah, of course I'm telling you Obviously, about it. I'm going to be gonna, texting you and like, yeah, guess what Richie do, did? We're going to do a Patreon episode <laughs> on it. And then, <laughs> and then I call up Richie, and I'm like, Richie, what the fuck? I have yeah. questions. What did you do? Right? Yeah. And Richie, what he gets mad about is the fact that I would even dare to ask that question. Mm-hmm. He is now changing the topic. He's deflecting the topic from what he made. And I'm like, Richie, we have you on camera. <laughs> By the way, Richie's a lovely person. He would never steal anything. Why are you doing this for before Richie? Okay. He's <laughs> a sweetheart. He's okay, one of replace our- Richie with Tom Hamlet. Okay. Whatever. Well, whatever. Is, 
the point is it's like she committed she allegedly may have committed a crime and she's more right. mad at the fact that people are daring to ask her a damn question mm-hmm. than mad about the fact that she's actually going through anything or mad about the fact that her husband has put her in this position yeah that yeah. is the problem because when Sutton starts to ask questions and whatever she starts snapping off and saying anybody can text me anybody can call me anybody and ask me it's like no but when we do ask you you bark at them yeah two minutes later crystal asked you a question and you barked at her like yes it's not that and what do you think Sutton was asking Sutton was asking you questions and you were lying yeah and she said why are you lying this sounds this doesn't sound good this doesn't make sense and you got mad at her like you you want people to ask you questions but you want to you will then lie and then if people say, well, that doesn't sound plausible, then you get mad at them for catching you in the lie. Yeah. So it's like you're not willing to tell the truth. You're saying, go ahead and ask me and I'll give you the answer. But you're not saying you're giving the truthful answer. You're not doing that. So what's the point? Yeah. It's she just- tells Andy, oh, you." Andy says, I'm going to skewer you. I'm going to ask you all these questions. And he's like, I'm ready for you. Like she's literally winking at him and saying she's ready for all the questions because she knows what's coming and she has prepared answers for it. Exactly. And then Crystal's like, I just feel like you're not angry enough, which is the same thing mm-hmm. Garcelle said. Garcelle mm-hmm. said, I don't think that you're angry enough. And she says... <laughs> It made me laugh so hard. Erica goes, I am very angry. Hear it in my voice. (laughs) Wow, yeah. Whitney Rose Rose sounds more angry than Erica in that moment. (laughs) I am so angry at you, Lisa. Like... By the way, Whitney Rose is our close friend. Oh, she is so she that was so cute. We did spend some time with her today. It was so cute. Over Zoom. Okay. Over Zoom. And it was awesome. It was actually awesome. Yeah. We got that. She answered quite a few questions. It was she's really sweet. She may or may not have thrown a little bit of shade at Jensha. May or may not have admitted that she and, thinks Jen and Shaw Mary, is too- And Mary, you missed that. Oh, you left I before that, the yeah. Mary shade came along, but you yeah. left before that. She she threw a lot of shade and then she said, I've been known to get in trouble. I've been known to get in trouble during these Zooms. <laughs> so cute. She's so cute. <laughs> All right. But yeah, it's so funny because like at the end, she kind of like leaves us again on these like cliffhangers and Sutton looks at the camera like the f- she's Sutton is Jim Halperting the whole time. <laughs> it's her uh, her <laughs> eyes are like squinting the whole time. Her eyes are like she's like, if I squint some more, maybe I can see it clearly. <laughs> Maybe I can see clearly if I squint some more. No. <laughs> what the fuck is Rina doing there? She just keeps being like, Rina is, like right. <gasps> Rina is just like gasping and saying, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, Rina doesn't know anything. Rina. Slapping <laughs> her lips. <laughs> Every few minutes, Rina goes, <gasps> she blows a raspberry. <laughs> exacerbated by like how difficult life is for Erica and then she'll flip her stupid synthetic (laughs) ponytail god oh my Uh, god she was the one that would let Kathy cut her hair and I was like uh yeah Renee because it's a wig (laughs) (laughs) also Renee would do anything to anything to please Kathy she's thirsty (laughs) Kathy has the most money of course Renee is gonna let her cut her hair exactly anything Uh. for you Kathy Anyway, I mean, I'll watch episode four. And the whole thing about Kathy and her fan. This is not new. Everybody has a fan. Oh, I skipped skipped right past it, baby. I was like, forward 10 seconds, 10 seconds. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I was so bored. I was so bored, too. And even the Erica part of it was like, okay, keep going. Why are you dropping that? Just keep going. Why are we changing subjects? Is New Jersey coming back? I hope it comes back soon. We didn't even so get Marge said they have finished. Yet. Marge said that they finished shooting. That I think that Teresa's engagement is the 
maybe the finale for that oh, show. Oh, great. They just finished. Oh, we should have asked Marge what she we think she thinks of Louis. She said that she uh, she somebody did ask and she said that um this was so what is happening is that you know there's this he you know you saw the engagement but also there's like social media stuff about him and Teresa is not happy. I think Marge brings brought it up with Teresa and Ooh. Teresa is not very happy with Marge right now because of that. Oh, because right. of her questioning Louise. But she said she was there at Joe Gorga's um, comedy thing yesterday, and she said uh, some of the jokes were funny, and others if. If she were Melissa, she would kill him. So I can guess that it was all misogynistic stuff. So you've been asking me for a couple of months now about when I'm going to do stand-up again. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. I can't. I can't because Joe Gorga has <laughs> taken over in New Jersey. By the way, so I did stand-up for a very little bit of time right before the pandemic. I was like, I'm going to try this. And I really enjoyed it. And... I just want you to know that the reason why I stopped, one, was the pandemic, but two, because in New Jersey, if you go to a comedy club and you start doing open mics, the men that you are sharing a stage with are all Joe Gorgas. If you think Ugh. Joe Gorga is disgusting and misogynistic, like yeah. that is all of the men and that it's I a would joke. Have to, like, like. Yeah, it's like I would get sandwiched between one guy telling dick jokes and the other guy telling pussy jokes. And it was just like mixed in with like, White men casually using the N word, yeah. like, and then you come in and you're like, "I am a Muslim." Yeah, I come in and I'm <laughs> like, like this is my, "These are my jokes off of my immigrant woman experience." Like, I'm making like you know jokes about reproductive health care, and they nobody gets it because they're all there for pussy and dick jokes. But anyway, yeah, it's a congratulations, an, it's Joe a <laughs> It's an Andrew Dice Clay kind of audience. For the most part. <laughs> no, it's, I can't even respect it enough to call it Andrew Dice Clay. I'm going to call it, it, it's a fucking Joe Gorga audience. Okay? That's what it is. All right. Let's talk about Vanderpump Rules. Mm, where Tom Schwartz is becoming a caricature of Tom Schwartz. And Tom Sandoval is becoming a a caricature caricature of Tom Sandoval. I meant Tom Sandoval, not Tom Schwartz, but sure, (laughs) him too. Him too. Tom Schwartz is becoming, his his sperm is becoming a caricature of Tom Schwartz. Okay, when they talked about his sperm having Mm -hmm. funny hands, I was like, oh my God, his sperm look like his triplet brothers. (laughs) Uh, I thought I thought it it was quite understandable. If he's drinking twenty drinks <laughs> a week, that's what he told the doctor. Yeah, he's like, I drink casual. about twenty drinks. How? I can. Yeah. I drank like last week, and I'm still getting over my <laughs> liver. My liver is still processing that alcohol. I don't know. Even when even when I was younger, I couldn't do that. Oh my yeah, god! But also, like the the difference between shorts is weird. <laughs> sperm and his 20 drinks and shrooms and pot a week and versus katie who's like i have a pristine uterus yes (laughs) poor fucking katie Uh, yeah katie move on go get some if you want to have a child but stay with tom go go get some good sperm from a sperm bank Honestly, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's not this worth is, it. But this is sperm that has totally drunk. It's probably pilled up and has been sitting in a hot tub, getting wonky hair. <laughs> you don't want that. <laughs> yeah. So we opened up this episode with the Toms and their wives or significant mm-hmm. others, and they're talking about Sandoval's quote unquote trauma. How fucking mm-hmm. fake is this? How fake is this? This is yes. so fake. And I think, like, just because Sandoval is actually creeping into Jack's territory with yes. the self victimization yes. and the trauma talk and pretending to be the number one person and his, everything that he says counts. He's literally turning into Jax. Yes. And that's somebody he hates. Yes, correct. That is mm. a very important point because that's what I thought later on when they're talking about like how their, I guess, Tom Schwartz's loan didn't go through. And so mm-hmm. Sandoval is like, no, don't worry. I'll take care of it. But it's just like his way of getting full ownership. I was like, that's some mm. sneaky Jax shit. Like, yeah. This is why I always say, guys, just because he is a less piece of shit compared to the other pieces of shit doesn't mean that he's not a piece of shit. Like, 
him saying, oh, it's PTSD and all this stuff from Stasi. I was like, this is so phony. Like, this is obviously what he cooked up in his little m- mind while he was probably practicing lines for his role in a Lifetime movie. Mm-hmm. And he was like, this is a great way for me to just, like, stir up some fake drama with Katie. I don't believe any of that shit. I think- Yeah, and, and Katie is right to doubt that and suspect that Schwartz is being bamboozled, which Schwartz is. Schwartz is so grateful that Tom is going to put all that money in that he doesn't even realize what that means. Yeah. He has no clue. He's like, thank you, man. Thank you so much. It's like, no, Tom is going to own your ass. That's what's happening here. Yeah, and Tom's saying, oh, I don't like the energy. I don't like the way you become around Katie. Uh, He becomes smarter around Katie because Katie's like, no, you dumbass. Like, this is what's actually fucking happening. The difference is that Katie doesn't let Tom get manipulated by Sandoval. So it's like... That's the difference. That's why you like him when he's not around Katie and you yeah, hate him when he's, he's with Katie. Yeah, because he worships the ground that he walks on when Katie's not around. Tom yeah. Schwartz uh, worships the ground that Sandoval walks on. So he that's what he wants. He wants an accolade. He doesn't want, you know, a friend. That's yeah. it's a sidecar and a main Again, you know it's, a, it's, a it's so symbol symbolic. Yeah. He wants the antics with the sidecar. That's yeah. all Schwartz is. Yeah, I want to talk about Katie also because I was so proud of her for opening up about her reproductive health history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was like, I don't know. I don't think I cannot imagine that if the show still had Stassi or Kristen or anybody that Katie would have opened up like this. I've always I have to say I've always liked Katie when she's not with Stassi and Kristen yes. and I'm liking her a lot now. Adore her. So- Yeah, because I think she comes off as the sensible one amongst everybody else. But also that, you know, she is not being dragged into petty fights that the other two would get into. Yes, exactly. You are actually getting to be actually getting to see Katie as a person. And I'm all Katie, team Katie now. Everything that she's saying makes seems to make sense to me. Yeah. And Katie... Choosing not to hang out with Tom and Ariana because she was just like at home baking. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, Tom is annoying and she doesn't want to spend time with him. Yeah. So she's baking delicious treats instead. Yeah. She set up a boundary. Yeah. And she was like, my boundaries right now include just baking. Yeah. And no other Toms, not even my own husband. Yeah. So leave me alone. Let me brush my puppy. (laughs) Make, Make my treats. Right. Yeah, so I don't baked, know. I kind of respect like her. She baked one cookie, right? She baked like one giant cookie. Is that she, she ate it herself. She put in like one giant cookie just for herself. She's like, yeah. okay, I'm going to bake myself. You could do that in a toaster oven. But that's what that's – She made like a delicious I, cookie cake. She is going to eat it. And then she's going to be fine. And then these two call Sheena and Brock yeah. to come and taste the drinks. And they're constantly making fun of Brock as being the from Australia and doesn't know what he's doing and doesn't know his drinks. And he's all muscle, no brains. That's going to backfire on them one day. <laughs> At one po- some point, Brock is going to realize that. <laughs> It's, well, it'll also, take him time, but he will get it. He'll realize it. No, and also they're acting like Australia. It's not just them. Even Brock, the way he talks about coming from Australia to America, they talk about Australia like it's a third world country. <laughs> it's like, do you know that Australia basically beat COVID? Like, yeah. Do you know that everybody has healthcare there? Like, it's actually a pretty great place to live. Like, not bad. It's not yeah, bad. Not as, think, not as not great as in New Zealand, but it's close. It's so yeah. It's literally right there. One of our Patreon supporters, Kelly Payfer, she's from Australia, and I think she's originally from America, and then she moved to Australia. But she said that she cried the day that she got like Australian citizenship because. <laughs> It's like so fucking amazing because yeah. as soon as you become a citizen, you get like all of this support. All you know, the lockdown when the lockdown happened in Australia, they were people were getting literally paid to stay home. So yeah. like Brock talking about coming from Australia to like I have a yeah. better life for it. I yeah. understand because maybe he did think that there was a prospect here with football. Because, mm-hmm. yes, in American football, you can make a fuck ton of money. So mm-hmm. I agree that there must have been that. But he just kept saying, better life for my family. And I'm like, your your family probably has a very good life right now. In fact, yeah. you should take Sheena and Summer Moon over there. there. They're probably much safer, much and happier. And Sheena would be famous there. Sheena would probably be pretty popular there. 
yes. being from America and being from a TV show. So they could actually make being a pop money star. Pop star <laughs> singing. She good as gold. She would be good as gold there. <laughs> she would be good as gold there. But also like the boys being like, here is McDonald's. I'm like, do you think that there's no McDonald's in Australia? <laughs> But I have to say that the McDonald's in Australia is different from McDonald's in India is different from McDonald's here. I was going to say, I would argue that the McDonald's overseas is better tasting. They are better. <laughs> McDonald's, I went to, um, who was it? Was it Chili's? I think it was a Chili's in India. Mm -hmm. I went to a Chili's and it had a doorman with a turban. <laughs> Open the door. <laughs> I remember growing up and going the food to is like it's like a gourmet food. It's yeah. not like fast food. Yeah. And also like It was I, awesome. I remember being a kid and going to Sizzlers in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, <laughs> mm -hmm. where I grew up. And I remember Sizzlers was like a fucking like you're talking about a Michelin star experience. Yeah. And yes, yeah. it was the same thing. It was like bouncers at the door. Like <laughs> because it was like so like and I my what I want to tell myself is probably like over here like TGI Fridays and Chili's they just get like the shipped meats that they yeah. just literally have to like heat up in a pan. Yeah. I think overseas you actually have to like cook it. They, yeah, because they don't have very good refrigerated yes. storage systems and also transport between so it's yes. it's it's usually pretty fresh. Yes. A in India it's too hot. So Yeah. I mean you you can say you are refrigerating but you never know what you're going to get if you do yeah. that. So yeah. It's actually much, much more fresh food. McDonald's is like a Starbucks. People hang out. They have great Wi-Fi. People hang out. They have the <laughs> laptops open. They're eating McDonald's. and It's burgers and everything else. There's Indian flavors to them. There are Indian yeah. versions of the regular burgers. They have regular burgers too, except for they don't have beef because it's India. But they have chicken and all the other meat that they can. How's the Pizza Hut in India? Because in Pakistan, <gasps> Pizza Hut is luxury. <laughs> <laughs> the pizza hut in india is not as good it's, oh. it's uh, yeah it's not as good pizza hut the is there it, how about the salad bar situation because it is good it is it is but actually pizza hut is it, it's good it's not i don't go to the pizza hut here because mm -hmm. i don't like pizza hut here but the pizza hut in india is okay it's not as luxurious or as great as the other restaurants <laughs> Because Pizza Hut in Pakistan is like you take everybody and then yeah. you fucking pile on that salad bar. I remember we, this is like, this is how boring this fucking show was that we're talking about Pizza Hut. But I remember going in like 2005 and on a bunch of my cousins, because I have a huge family, it was like 30 of us went to Pizza Hut. And, you know, they give you a couple of plates for the salad bar for like each yeah. section of table. So I'd say like every 10, every like five people got like a plate for the salad bar. And so we all volunteered one person to get up and fill it up. And uh -huh. then we did a competition of who can make the best salad bar plate. Mm -hmm. And my brother went up and my brother made a salad, like a regular mm -hmm. salad. Like it was like mm -hmm. romaine and carrots yeah. and all this stuff and a little bit of pasta salad, whatever. And the other ones, oh my God, it looked like like a Game of Thrones, like feast plate. Yeah, you don't do all you can eat in, for our people. No. Was, we have a no. concept. And it was we have design. a concept called <laughs> Paisa Vasul. Okay? We have, a, we have an actual concept called Paisa, Paisa Vasul, which literally means worth your money. Get all, all of anything that's worth your money. Free is also Paisa Vasul, okay? So if it is $11 and all you can eat, you bet your ass I'm going to all I can eat plus all I can eat tomorrow plus yeah. all I can eat the day after. If there were Tupperware boxes, I wouldn't be surprised if our people filled it up to get back. <laughs> I'm going to eat. It's all I'm going to eat. But tomorrow... My cousins literally made like, so they did this thing where they took crackers and yeah. they put it on the edge of the plate to create almost a plate extension <laughs> so that they could add more food onto the plate. That's how people go. That's how Pizza Hut's go bankrupt. <laughs> hey, you got to stick it to the man. Get your money's worth. Okay. Yes. All right. Back to this yeah. dumb fucking show. <laughs> um... 
So Raquel and James celebrate their engagement. Mm-hmm. Lala convinces Raquel to give us, or Lala does a bet with Raquel. Raquel gives a cute little speech. I just want to say, I view Raquel like baby Yoda mm-hmm. in that she's precious. She's got power. She doesn't know the power that she has. And we need to keep her safe. Because what is she doing here? We need to keep her in a Tiffany box. <laughs> a real <laughs> a real one. Real one. A big yeah. life-size one that she can sit in. She's so cute. <laughs> She is. But also, it was so made up. And Lala, I don't believe anything Lala says. She's so full of it. She's so, she's full, so of full of it. She doesn't have friends. And she's just making all this up. I think she apologized. She called Raquel to play. And then she apologized to Raquel just so she could get some filming time. Because yes. no one else wants to go be, be with Lala. No. Nobody wants to hang out Nobody. With Remember, like, the first episode, Katie goes over to be like, congratulations on your book. Mm-hmm. Lala's like, hey, look at my baby. And Katie's like, nice baby. Like, I just tra- realized Katie is the Robin Dixon of Vanderpump Rules. Yes. Every, every franchise has a Robin Dixon. <laughs> <laughs> you know, basically, it's based off of whoever Ben and Ronnie use that voice on. <laughs> That, that that that's it. Yeah. Brock and Lala have this conversation where Lala's like, I just don't want so she first starts saying she's concerned because she doesn't want Brock to leave Summer Moon behind. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want it to be where one day Summer Moon doesn't have her parents around mm-hmm. or her father around. Mm-hmm. So I get that concern initially. And then Brock says, I don't want to talk about this right now. We'll talk about it later, which is Mm -hmm. clearly like, I don't need to be talking about this on camera because it's too complicated, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. He's clearly trying to get that across, which of course I'm of two thoughts about, right? Because in real life, I think to myself like, that's fucking shady. But then also in real life, I think to myself, this is probably a complicated, nuanced thing and he doesn't want to talk about it. And it's something that he and... He and Sheena have an agreement that we're yeah. not going to talk about on camera. Correct. And there's also an additional aspect to this that I don't think people know, realize is that he is an immigrant. Yes. And he is probably on a visa. Yes. And when you're on a visa, you cannot just go up and go back and forth between your country and here. It depends. Yeah. You cannot just go when you want to, depending on how many times you can enter the country and what visa. You might have to go back and stand again in in a line to get a visa to get back here and yeah. that can that can delay you coming back so oftentimes a lot of immigrants will not go back until they know that they are at a stage in the immigration status or they have a status that allows them to go freely back and forth and that doesn't happen overnight it takes years before you have that either a green card or your multi-entry visa or whatever that allows you to go back and forth and visit back and forth that's not easy to do yeah and so all of this leads to them doing a girls day at Villa Rosa in front of Lisa and Lala tells this Brock stuff on camera but she says it this way which really pissed me off she literally says this is I quote from it she says I just want you to be a smart person because it's not about you anymore and she's crying while she's saying this to Sheena which is like okay so first you said you cared about Summer Moon right yeah and then you bring up this thing that there's a domestic violence charge against Brock Which Sheena says, I know about it. Yeah. And she says, I want, and she's crying because she's like, I'm just, I'm sorry that I'm concerned. I just want you to be a smart person. So she's insulting Sheena because she thinks that Sheena's dumb. And she says, it's not about you anymore. So why are you bringing up the domestic violence charge if it's not about Sheena? It is about Sheena. Why can't you say, I'm concerned. I heard that there's a domestic violence charge and I'm concerned about you as a person because I would be besides myself if I didn't say something you got. No, she means, I think she meant that not about you, but about it's about your kid now. But that's fine. But why are you? And I understand that obviously with domestic violence charges, the kid is still important. Mm -hmm. But why then are you bringing up the domestic violence stuff? Why don't you bring up the child support stuff? Right. If it's about Summer Moon. Yeah. Which then she brings up about the back charges to the child support, which like, again, if we think about Brock and like one, I just want to just What what does he do? What does he do? Does he even have a job? Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about it. So Brock came here to be a football player five years ago. And I think he went through the process and I don't think he got picked up by a team because I don't know much about sports, but I do know that my husband loves them. And I watched him watch these fucking drafts every year for 13 years. And 
it's like a three-day process and there's all these things that happened before and people go through the camps and they don't get picked up. And then, so I think Brock went through that and he didn't get picked up. Mm-hmm. And then he was trying to find a job. So then he opened up a gym or he started working as a personal trainer mm-hmm. in LA mm-hmm. and now he has a gym mm. and that's what he does. And so when she says, well, he was, I wasn't allowed to see my kids because of the back charges on my child support, mm-hmm. that then again, you're presenting that without what happened. Like what happened yeah. that you fell behind on your child support? If this right. guy came here and he literally couldn't afford to send yeah. money to his family, yes, he is going right. to fall back on child support. Why are you right. saying that in front of Lisa except right. to just stir shit up? And I have to just, say- And if- to put down uh, and to put down Sheena and making her feel like shit. Yeah. It, it was so horrible. She could have said this privately to Sheena. She didn't have to do it on camera. She didn't have to do it in front of Lisa who finally is thinking that, uh, you know, Sheena is getting her shit together and everything is fine with Sheena and she's believing her. And now all of a sudden Lala is coming here with all these stories. And she's acting as if her shit doesn't stink. Yep. Like Lala, is this something where, is this self-reflection that's making you tear up? Because I don't understand it. In the past, when somebody has addressed something with Sheena, she will immediately start crying, right? Mm Mm-hmm. She will immediately get defensive. She was quivering. Her lip was quivering. Her upper lip and the lower lip were going in the opposite direction. (laughs) That is an indication that she's going to start crying anyway. But I have to say, like, it had come up, right, a couple of times. She brought it up before. And, yes, Sheena will cry. But something about the way that Sheena is dealing with it in this moment tells me that she was almost like, like she's hurt that the conversation happened. She's hurt that she yeah. was blindsided by the yeah. conversation, but she's not surprised. Yeah, but she's, but it's not she like she seems didn't know. Confident she knew. With that. Yeah, yeah, she, knew. she very she seems confident, confident in that relationship. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, I think she's just upset that like she yeah. brought it up in front of Lisa. Right. Yeah. But it did make me laugh that by the time, like Sheena texts Sheena, so mm. smart. She immediately texts Brock. Yeah, Brock gets really upset and he starts although he says life isn't a game okay it's not a game when you're not sucking dick for a range rover <laughs> i was like well that's all you needed to say to be my friend brock <laughs> i love you <laughs> and he leaves by going thanks he's like wiping his tears he goes thanks for the american food mate <laughs> like tom sandoval wishes that yeah. he could be this like genuinely content rich. <laughs> Instead, yeah, it's he has to um, come in looking like a yeah, fucking he's cartoon. That, it's like uh, Brock is a bit cartoonish, isn't he? He's like an uh, it's like a, a Popeye, a Popeye cartoon. Both of them, Sheena <laughs> and Brock, they're cartoons. Yes. They're cartoon people. <laughs> they're not real he's life like, people. Even like, I actually I, think that the whole VPR franchise is cartoonish look at sandoval with his yeah we- weird cartoon costumes they and are. then and ariana sitting there looking completely cold like a cold princess it's- i loved when ariana was like okay you both had a, you both had to discuss the katie stuff here again thanks i was gonna share my cocktails but whatever you got <laughs> she was so pissed off by that i just love in the beginning when ariana was like when he was like, he goes, sorry, and he goes, you told me I was going to die on a mountain. And she was like, um, no. I said, is this the hill you choose to die on? Which is a very common phrase. <laughs> but you said die. Man. <laughs> and I'm going to die alone. She's die like, alone. That's not what I meant. Like, are you so stupid? Like, God. Ariana. I wonder. Ariana okay, taking, I have a theory. Ariana was used to, the Ariana that used to take her comedy seriously is now stuck in the comedy comedy show. <laughs> I have a theory. Yeah. You know how Schwartz is Tom's sidecar? Mm-hmm. Do you think that Sandoval is Ariana's sidecar? Ooh, a sidecar inside a sidecar. It's <laughs> like a Russian doll. Ooh, that could be possible. No, though I don't think like Ariana expects as much of uh, loyalty and uh, uh, following from Sandoval. He just follows her. He just follows her like a puppy. But I don't think she expects that from him. Do you? She doesn't expect it, but I think she doesn't mind it. Yeah. 
you know? Yeah, I think Sandoval may be a sidecar, but I think Ariana's scooter is uh, would be just fine without a sidecar too. Yes, like exactly. I feel like Sandoval's scooter will not look complete without Schwartz's sidecar attached to it. You know what? Like Sandoval there's was- like there's like paint missing on one side or something like that. <laughs> Have you ever seen a tractor trailer? Like mm-hmm. a, a big, like a tractor trailer yeah. without the trailer in the back. Yes. Where it's just the front. My front. husband says it looks like it's not wearing pants. Yes. <laughs> that's what <laughs> That's what Sandoval would look like without yes. shorts. Yes. But like Ariana would just look like yeah. a luxury vehicle without anything yeah. attached to it. Yeah. In fact, it know. might look even better. She might even look better. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it for this episode. That was, this was a loopy, loopy episode. We went all over the place. What I think it's because happened? Bravo was Bravo was boring, and so we just went on different paths. <laughs> it's okay. At least there was no dogs barking, Craig. <laughs> That's right. I called you out by name. <sighs> oh my god! Why do you engage? Don't even. I know. I had to defend my it's Harold. It's not okay? even worth it. It's no. not worth it. It's important to defend Harold. It is important to defend Harold. You don't know Harold, okay, Craig? You don't know him. Yeah, he's an angel. I'll tell Craig what I told my husband when I first rescued Harold. You'll grow to love him. Just hang in there a little bit longer. Or don't hang in there. We don't care. Okay? (laughs) Okay, we'll talk to you guys on Wednesday. Bye. Bye. The reality is is now on Patreon, and here are some of our fabulous supporters. Jesse Willis. I may not run in traffic, but I'll give you a run for your money. Rody. When you work in quality assurance, perfection comes easy. Tori Tuchilo. When Tori steps on the scene, you are his story. Eugene Henderson. In the game of life, I choose Jeopardy. Maria M. Where I come from, they sing God Save the Queen. The truth is, it's actually me. Becca Simon. If you can't stand the heat come to minnesota jill hirsch your petty drama can't take this warrior down jamie all some people call me cold but it's not me it's that minnesota weather sarah gibbs you may not like the cut of my jet but that's what you get from sarah gibbs richie d if you can't be cool you can't be with caduce megan shaw i may be a model but i'll never be your model minority samaj bledson the fun bus is here and i'm driving on the turn Pike. Eleanor Manning. I run with a fabulous circle of people, and they're not even on my payroll. Danny McLaughlin. First, I came out, and now I'm coming for everything. Kelly Paper. I may be from down under, but don't ever underestimate me. Seiran Hayati. In Sweden, we have ABBA, IKEA, and if you mess with me, some other four-letter words. Jessica Riley. Where I come from, money can buy you anything, but I'll take the garbage plate. Chastity Davis. Don't be fooled by my name. The only thing I abstain from is your bullshit. Sarah Watkins Bilstein. Playtime is over. This mom means business. Laura Zielinski. Whether it's breast pumping or fist bumping, this mama brings the party. Jill Walsh. I made it up the hill myself and I'll kick any jack off. And finally, diamonds aren't a girl's best friend. John Friedman is.